0: And that is God's Word. Merry Christmas, everyone. Can you believe it? It's here. You get all excited about preparing for it, and and it just seems like it's here, like that. Um, Here at St. John, over the last few weeks, we've been preparing. A lot of preparation, a lot of it has been revolving around uh, the song, the, the famous and favorite Christmas song, Joy to the World. And and we spent some time diving into that, one of those great songs. I mean, how many of you like to sing Christmas carols this time of year? I know a lot of you do. And Joy to the World is one of those favorites. And we kind of ruined it for everybody because as we went into the history of it, we discovered as Isaac Watts wrote it, based on Psalm 48, it's actually not a Christmas song at all. It's actually not about Christmas. It's all about assuming Jesus already came, but celebrating that he's going to come back in glory and put an end to just all the broken and messed up realities that we face every day. And, and so joy to the world is all about waiting for Jesus to come back in glory and may that come uh, because we have a messed up world, don't we? As we celebrate Christmas this year, I, I don't know what is going on in your world, in your life, your family, your circumstance, your job. Well, this could go on, your, your health, your marriage, uh, Can be a difficult time at Christmas. And yet, there's something about music to lift our hearts and lift our souls. I was reminded of this recently. Martin Luther even said this that next to God's word, music is one of those gifts of God that can draw us closer to his presence. Now, one of my favorite Christmas carols beyond joy to the world that we are going to sing later tonight on this Christmas as we praise God for who He is and who He will come to be again in glory. One of my favorites is also Silent Night. Anybody you like Silent Night? In fact, later we're going to light candles. We're going to sing Silent Night together, and that song. I remember as a kid learning about that song, and in the the story I heard was that Franz Guber. Gruber, actually, not goober, that's something else, Um, Franz Gruber, um, long, long time ago, and I just recently learned it was 200 years ago tonight, so this is the 200th anniversary of that song. That this terrible thing happened at his church that he was serving as the director of music in in, uh, Salzburg and and in Austria, and and this terrible thing happened. The night before uh, Christmas, apparently a church mouse had gnawed its way inside the organ console and it chewed away some wires and some pipes and stuff, and so much so that when Franz Gruber came to practice the music for Christmas Eve, the organ didn't work. And, and there was this terrible riot in the streets over it and everything and like, what are we going to sing for Christmas? I'm kidding, there wasn't a riot, I'm embellishing a little bit. But now what, right? He'd been practicing, everybody was coming and, and it, the story goes is that Franz Gruber quickly wrote a song for Christmas Eve on his guitar called Silent Night. Now that's what I learned as a kid and I always assumed, well that must be true then if that's what I learned and then I found out Well, that's maybe a part of the story, but that's actually not even close to the whole story. 200 years ago on this night, um, there was a lot going on in Austria. In fact, they were in the midst of years and years of war uh, and the Napoleonic Wars that had caused chaos and, and terror and the hearts and lives of people uh, many had lost loved ones many people were suffering and and economic conditions were terrible and and, and if that weren't bad enough all of those things and the suffering of God, of people in those days but um, just before that there was this cataclysmic natural event there was some volcano that erupted and caused climate change and that summer there was really no summer and so all the crops failed So there was no food, people were truly starving, there was famine, economic conditions were terrible, people were dying, there was disease and sickness, and just this pain and suffering was their reality. And in the midst of all of that was a man by the name of Joseph Moore. He was a priest, and he penned a poem in that time to speak about the the pain and the suffering of his people. And his friend Franz Gruber took the poem and set it to music for the first time on Christmas Eve, 1818, 200 years ago tonight, and came to be known what we know as Silent Night. And so, as we sing those words later tonight, you'll hear some of those, those phrases of, you know, all is calm and glory streams from heaven above. And you think of uh, even that, that line, round, young virgin mother and child. I always thought that was a strange line because I always thought if a woman just had a baby, you don't call her round, right? But actually what that means is around this young virgin, young virgin away, far away, this virgin that's given birth to the Son of God and recalling these amazing words that God speaks to us. A promise made hundreds and hundreds of years, not 200 years, but even more than that after God had been silent For 400 years these words came fulfilled the hundreds of prophecies that God makes God promises them and promises to us for to us a child is born to us a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor mighty God everlasting father the prince of peace And of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. For the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. And those words of promise to people who had been longing for better days, people who were longing not just for a nostalgia of, oh, it feels nice, it's Christmas, and yet that seemingly escapable peace that we seek so often. You know, people who longed for a day where God would come and bring what they longed for most of all. And that is love and forgiveness. To know they aren't forgotten. To know that things are going to be okay no matter what is going on. Whether in 1818 when everything seemed like it was falling apart. Or whether in 2018 where maybe your life feels like it's at war. And maybe you're wondering, when's the peace going to come for me? Our God speaks, and our God acts, and our God comes, and he brings what we long for, a peace that goes beyond what we see, a peace that goes beyond earthly understanding, a peace that is found in a Savior who would enter into the brokenness of humanity to be a Savior who would laid down his life for the sin of the world. And conquer death once and for all. To bring not just temporary peace or a, a pseudo peace, but an eternal peace. A peace that can surpass our minds and hearts beyond belief. You know, back in, fast forward, almost two, a year or a hundred years after uh, Silent Night was written. It entered into history in a pretty profound way. There's a famous story in the battle lines of World War I. Uh, out on Flanders and the Flanders fields and, and all these trenches that had been dug on the western front of the war and soldiers that over several months and over a million people had either been killed or wounded in World War I at this point. I mean, people were tired. They were exhausted of the wars that were raging in their lives. And on Christmas Eve that year, some soldiers actually took some, some pine boughs. They, they stuck it in the dirt right out on top of their trenches and so they added some candles around it and pretty soon it happened in multiple languages on both sides of the battle lines. There was a ceasefire that night. As soldiers, no matter what side they were fighting for, started to sing together Silent night, holy night. That night there was a ceasefire and a calm and a quiet and a peace. And maybe that's what you're longing for tonight, not just a ceasefire in your life, in the wars that rage, but a peace that is heavenly and a peace that goes beyond anything you've ever experienced before. May I suggest tonight we lay down our weapons and we even surrender our lives in the presence of Almighty God who comes near to us to be the bringer of that peace. It is a wonderful night to celebrate it. And to not you pray with me? Lord Jesus, we thank you for peace. And on this silent night, a silent night that was anything but when you first arrived, not only to the sound of animals in the manger, but in the midst of politics and the struggles of the day and the doubts and the fears, you are a God who enters into our story tonight to bring peace. We pray for that peace in the midst of our guilt, in the midst of our shame, and the wars that rage in our minds and our hearts. We pray for that peace in the midst of our families where there is reconciliation needed. We pray for that peace in our community, in our neighborhoods, in our nation, in our world. Lord, so may may we celebrate that peace, that heavenly peace in your presence as you are the God who brings it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.